The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. I'm Ben, and I cherish my time, so I never listen to I Doubt It with Dollamore. The following broadcast may contain free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, and adult subject matter. Topics will be discussed using adult language, sometimes gratuitously. Get ready to move the conversation forward. This ain't your granddad's news and comment show. This is I Doubt It with Dollamore. Welcome to the show, the big, big show, episode 398 of I Doubt It with Dollamore. I am your host, once again, Jesse Dollamore, and I am seated directly next to my lovely, talented, scholarly co-host, Brittany Page. I thought that you were going to make some sort of connection or give me some sort of title related to like chicken finger connoisseur or mm, no. you know something like that. No, how I planned to talk about that was <laughs> to that I have a confession to make. Okay. And I was going to make it sound kind of grave and oh, whoa, shit. What's what's he got to say? Well, it can still sound that way. Go ahead. <laughs> and then okay. Yeah, let's 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 go. So yabba dabba da. The yeah. show's coming up. Everybody, good time. Pretty Page. Here I am. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I have a confession, Brittany. What is it? What happens? You sound solemn. <laughs> See, that's that's pretty good. We yeah, did, it, it was good. Yeah. <laughs> we are performers. So, <laughs> so yeah, we are. So, uh, I do have a confession. Yeah. Um, and I'm a little embarrassed mm. about this. Tell us. What'd you do? What'd you do? I went to McDonald's and I, I ordered some food and I ate that said food. Ugh. And as predicted, as you would think the outcome, mm-hmm. not Sickness. diarrhea. Yeah, not diarrhea. Upset Tom. But uh, it was not good. Mm-hmm. It was not good. But the there's food. a reason. There's reason that I went to McDonald's. What's the reason? Well, we received in the mail mm-hmm. uh, a, an assortment of goddamn delicious hot sauces mm-hmm. from Heatonist, mm-hmm. but from listener Paul Yes, in Texas. Paul and his beautiful... Lovely, talented wife, Ashley. Beautiful gift. It was. It's an awesome gift. Yeah. And the hot sauces are uh, legit. Yeah, you've been raving about them. I, I, I am raving. I should have. We went to a party last night. Mm-hmm. Um, a dinner party in yeah. L.A. And I couldn't shut my fucking pie hole about the goddamn hot sauce. Yeah, you're in love. Queen's Majesty, uh-huh. red habanero and black coffee. I know it sounds weird. If I could get a giant mug and just like sip on it like coffee. Oh, wow. So good. Just so anyway, drink it on down. Yeah. So what happened was, I'm telling the audience since you were there, you know. Well, we're happened. still performing. I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> so 
I wanted Brittany to. Brittany can handle hot, hot food. She also likes the spicy food. Yeah. So I wanted you, Brittany, mm-hmm. to, to try the to, new to hot try sauce. it. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't want to just like put it on a cracker. I wanted it on something savory, you know, that, that would be befitting this type of hot sauce. <laughs> so McDonald's? No, 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 no. So, <laughs> so there is a chicken finger joint that's a chain that we have that's here. It's mm-hmm. Raisin Cane's. Yes. And I, but that's farther away than I wanted to go. Okay. This so, is so involved. No, so you brought up those goddamn, like everybody raved about those buttermilk chicken fingers at McDonald's. Yeah, I mean, I don't. So when I reflect on this, I don't know what I was hearing. But now I'm going back and I'm looking at the headlines and it's McDonald's buttermilk chicken tenders were very popular from like the today. They sold out. Yeah, from today's show. Um, McDonald's brings back buttermilk crispy tenders after supply issues. Okay, they were so popular they yeah, ran out. Right. Okay, so all these stories about how amazing these things were. So I'm thinking, I mean it's McDonald's. I haven't eaten there in like a decade. Um, That's true. Right, except for, for for good reason. Except for a vanilla cone every once in a while. That's right. Um, and I'm like, okay, well, if they're selling out, if there's all this hype, then something must be going on. They must be good, right? That's what you would think. And they were not. They were the worst things in the world. Seriously, dry. There, there's no chicken in there. It's all just breading. Yeah, it was like breaded chicken jerky, is what it was. Yeah, dry as just fucking something that's really really dry <laughs> so but the hot sauce was delicious we thank paul and ashley so much yeah it, it's just no good but i did i also i make hot sauce you do and i made some hot sauce mm-hmm. that uh was very good on them yes made the the, the cardboard uh texture made this, it this, made it flavorful this episode by the way just for everyone's uh knowledge is not Sponsored by McDonald's. Mm-hmm. It is not. Good times. So, uh, we won't be going back to McDonald's. Yeah, we, we tried them. So, if you, were, if you were in the same position, you were hearing about these on social media, <laughs> and you wanted to try them, now you know. We, we bit the bullet for you, and you don't have to do it. So They were the texture of a bullet. Yeah, just go to Raisin Cane's, because... <laughs> this episode brought to you by... <laughs> yeah. Raisin canes. Juicy, delicious chicken tenders. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh let's move on. We we have an email and a voicemail that I want to get to. Uh let's start with ye old email. This message is from Frank. Frank says, I am a biracial man. My father is a staunch conservative. I've listened to your show and have truly learned a lot about racism, which is much more prevalent than I had realized before the last presidential election. I do want to say this, though. Although the conservatives, the conservative agenda states what on the surface sounds like good practices, like hard work will determine your proper status, I don't think most of them look deeply into the layers of the structure of the country to understand how it disproportionately affects minorities, especially African Americans. I don't think they are all racist, but I also don't think they think about how under 300 plus years of slavery, much of which it was a crime to be literate, sorry, 
the first person to teach their children to read and write are normally the caretakers in the home. When those caretakers themselves don't know how to read or write, how can they teach their children? Then after slavery ends, the schooling for black children was so poorly funded that they already behind their non-black peers were able were unable to get a solid education. The laws required literacy tests, knowing that the majority of the black community couldn't pass, not because of low IQ or laziness, but because they were systematically uneducated. This has continued through segregation until today, which still has poor communities being defunded of education services, basically creating a system allowing only the exceptional individuals to progress. If they thought about what would happen to their own children being at such a disadvantage, they may not be quick to say, pull yourself up by the bootstraps. It's hard to pull yourself up by the bootstraps if you've never been given a pair of boots in the first place. Anyway, there is more I'd like to say, but this email is too long as it is. Maybe I'll write again with more thoughts. Keep doing what you're doing. Love the show. Knowledge is power. Keep spreading the wisdom. Thank you uh, very much, Frank. Frank. Um, a couple things. One, first of all, anytime someone wants to email into the show and say how much they've learned, that's a, that's a good time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then secondly... Obviously, the points of the email are ridiculously valid. It, it is shocking to me. Well, one, I know you hate the trope, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Yeah. Which seems to be something that, you know, everybody needs to pull themselves up by their bootstraps. Everybody else. Mm-hmm. If you're a conservative, you're a white conservative, you're a Paul Ryan, and you're black, someone else is black, well, they need to do that. Mm-hmm. But he took advantage of um, SSI. He took advantage of all the government benefits that were due him. Mm-hmm. And uh, it wasn't, uh, he did it all on his own. Right. You well, know. and I, I think if you talk to many people who hold these beliefs, you will see in their personal lives, they don't necessarily treat people like this, right? They have family members who may be struggling financially. And many of these people that would, otherwise tell someone to pull themselves up by their bootstraps are helping that family member right are bailing them out on a regular basis are doing all that they can to support them um so there are situations i think like frank was talking about where if you have a personal experience it it changes your outlook a little bit but unfortunately for for many people who like to talk about this phrase pick yourself up by the bootstraps it only applies to people in their family. Yeah. Um, and they can't recognize that, hey, life is hard for everybody, not just the people that you know personally. And yeah. you can identify what they've been through that led them to that difficult place. And then you can have the empathy for them in their situation. Um, it would be nice if they could apply that to people whose stories they don't know. Um, and, Absolutely. And just understand that, yeah, life is complicated and people go through difficulties and they sometimes need help and things aren't black and white and blah, 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 blah. You get it? <laughs> I get it, yeah. <laughs> the, the, other, the other point I, I really, I think is so pivotal here is people don't talk about, they don't get down to the, to the brass tacks about how and when were blacks supposed to start pulling themselves up by their bootstraps directly out of slavery. Right. It wasn't like, 
They lifted the bag. Oh, no more slavery. All right, everything's fucking great now. Mm-hmm. All we did, we went out and got jobs. We were paying for everything. Oh, it was so wonderful. The, come on. How, when was it supposed to start happening? This largely illiterate group of, of people, of Americans, because they were held down. They were, it was illegal in many of the states to educate. Mm-hmm. It, it was a way of control. Right, to keep them down. Yeah, so so that automatically they just know how to read. Automatically, um, they're treated well. There was no prejudice. There was no racism. Get the fuck out of here. So whenever I have this conversation, it's rare now that I have this conversation because, <laughs> unfortunately, I don't have the patience, and I get very frustrated very quickly with idiots. Um, that's where I would go. Mm-hmm. Is talking about that. How? Explain me how. When did the bootstrap grabbing start? When when was that supposed to happen? Right. The government has never, the United States government and our society has never been on the side of the black man or the black woman. We've always had our fucking neck, our boot on the neck of these people. I, so, Frank, thank you. It's, it's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the the niceties notwithstanding <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate it very much uh i think it was last episode we talked about um well we've been talking about the the impending impeachment of donald trump for a long time and on last episode Brittany brought up, brought up a point about it would be so great to talk to somebody who was knowledgeable and around and uh in it you know, knew what was going on during the Nixon administration and all the fucking chaos that is so uh, seemingly uh, consistent with what we're experiencing now. Well, someone called in about that very request. Hey, Jesse. Hey, Brittany. This is uh, John from Columbus. Um, I am just listening to episode 397. I know I'm a little behind. Um, But anyway, Brittany, you mentioned... Um, having someone that lived through Watergate uh, talk about the similarities. Um, and my dad has actually been doing a lawyer ethics committee, uh, not committee, but lawyer ethics meeting and group going around the country for the past, like, four years with uh, John Dean. Um, so I know John Dean personally, um, and I can – I'm going to talk to my dad today – and try to see if, uh, you know, we could get him or maybe even possibly get John Dean um, to kind of talk to you guys or send you guys something that talks about the connections between Nixon and Trump because just in talking to my dad, there are a lot of connections. He actually, um, you know, has written books about it, has done tons of research about it, mostly just for this ethics committee or this ethics group with the, the Bar Association across the board. Um, but, you know, there are a lot of connections there and I'll see what I can do to, you know, possibly get you some documentation of that. Uh, thanks for the show guys. And as always, Jesse, you know, it's true. Brittany's the best part. Love the show. Brittany's the best part. So I think that we played that because, like, now we're holding you accountable for that. Um, And the audience is as well. (laughs) That would be... uh... Seriously, though, that would be incredible. 
well, yeah, it would be goddamn awesome. Yeah. Uh, unbelievable. Yes. Um, well, one, because it would be huge for the show. Great guest. Yes. But also because I really want to have this conversation. Yeah. You, you hear that this phrase, if you watch any news at all, that when, when, when Trump people talk about how no one cares, that you hear the phrase, well, they don't care until they do. Mm-hmm. And apparently that's really what happened with, with Watergate. Public opinion polling was against it. They, they thought it was a waste of time and it was going nowhere. It was just partisan politics until the the the, the switch flipped and it was an almost overnight thing where, holy shit. Yeah. Part of it was the TV coverage. Mm-hmm. The people were seeing it. Yeah. And it was kind of a a circus atmosphere like, mm-hmm. like it is now. So mm-hmm. uh, that would be phenomenal. Yes, we would, Real, we would love that. Real nice. Thank you so much. So thank you um, for even the, the the shout out. That would be yeah. Having our show's name in the ear <laughs> of John Dean, former White House Counsel, really was the the pivotal and instrumental person, individual in the taking down of Nixon. Uh, I believe it was John Dean. I, I you might want to fact check me, but I, I believe it was John Dean who alerted a committee that yeah, there's recordings. Mm-hmm. So, another thing we'll be talking about today <laughs> related to that very thing about that. So, good times all around. If you would like to communicate with the show, sound off, further the conversation, uh, 657-464-7575. What is happening? 7609. What is happening right now? We have done a lot of work today. Yeah, I'm very tired. Today has been a work day. So, one more time. No editing here. 657-464-7609. God damn. You can also email a voice memo from your smartphone to idoubtit at dollamore.org. It's a joke. Dot com. <laughs> All right. What are we doing next? We are playing the mid-roll. Seriously, what is happening? Mm -hmm. Support for I Doubt It with Dollamore comes from generous, engaged, intelligent, and good-looking listeners like you by way of Patreon. Your support on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month helps keep the show going and move the conversation forward one podcast at a time. If you would like to join the ever-growing family of supporters, please visit patreon.com slash idoubtitwithdollamore. Raina. Raina. Upped her pledge. Yes. Beautiful. And we have two new Patreon supporters, Jessica. Jessica. And Erica. Erica. Now, if you are a Patreon supporter, you received an email with uh, a message saying, hey, if you would like to be entered into the contest that we're doing to co-host the show with us either in studio if you're in the area or via Skype, then respond to this message and say, I'm in. And we've gotten many responses. Many responses. You have until Friday to respond to that message. And then after that, we are going to do the randomized thing. I think we decided to write names and put them in a hat and do a drawing like on video on Instagram. Yeah, we'll film it, yeah. Yeah. Um, So that way you guys can watch it happen <laughs> yeah i mean um or maybe maybe we should do that on the live stream next sunday that might be a good idea yeah, yeah. 
Um, so you have, let's say this, you have until we live stream next Sunday to get, actually, no, we need it before that because I need to print the names and everything. So Friday, fucking Friday. Yes. God damn. Let's just stick to the plan. See ya, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be great. Uh, thank you all for your, for your uh, loyal support of the show. Um, Seriously. It, it is a beautiful thing. We, we feel it. We talk about it a lot and it means the world to us. So we um, can't say thanks enough. It is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Democracy facing down pessimistic politics with realistic optimism. Again, <laughs> another insane news cycle between our the last show and now. Yeah, Fri- I Friday was bananas. I don't know how reporters do it. <laughs> yeah, man, not sleeping a lot. I don't I don't think they ever sleep. Yeah. I don't think they ever sleep because you have to be prepared to go on the shows and talk at all times. You need to be prepared just to show up. Yeah. Like I've heard Brian Stelter on CNN talk about how he actually has an apartment like across the street from CNN and he moved there so that he could run out the door and j- just to appear on TV whenever he needs to. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of the the situation right now where it just goes crazy all day long. You're getting alerts to your phone. You are seeing the breaking news alert on Twitter. And normally the breaking news is overused, right? But a lot right. of times it has been breaking news. <laughs> it is. Uh, it, it's one of those deals where I know we talk about it so fucking much, but it it never ceases to amaze me at just how ridiculous it is. Friday was filled with, first of all, Comey's book, and they released excerpts to certain media outlets. And then uh, Michael Cohen, it was revealed that he, well, he had a court date that he didn't show up for, and he's out there smoking and joking with a bunch of his goddamn buddies. And it was revealed that it was a criminal investigation against him. And then it was revealed that there were phone calls that were recorded. It just, what is happening? Yeah, and... He <laughs> he's under criminal investigation. I love the the talking points that have been trotted out, like from Newt Gingrich. Well, just choose anyone on Fox News right, except right. for Shep and Chris Wallace. Um, they are talking about how can you imagine how would you feel if the FBI came to your door and kicked it in at three a.m. and you were in the door and you were in your pajamas. Like Michael Cohen has already said that they were very respectful. Yeah. That everything was fine. I mean, obviously, he's not happy about the fact that they took all of his stuff. He's under investigation. Yeah, but you're under criminal investigation, and this is what happens when you're under criminal investigation. Apparently, he's been under investigation for a while now, which leads me to believe that there's likely there was a wiretap involved here. And uh, witnesses who they're going to pull in, or they have already pulled in, they probably already have the fucking deets on. And this isn't good. For Donald Trump. This is clearly isn't good for Michael Cohen, but it is goddamn not good for Donald Trump. Here was, as it was going down, this is what was happening on CNN. It's just, seriously, 
bananas. We've been talking about this hearing involving uh, down at the uh, federal courthouse involving Michael Cohen uh, in New York. We reported on these FBI raids, his home, his hotel, his office, seizing material, right, documents, uh, potentially records involving uh, hush payments, access Hollywood tapes. Here's the headline. He is now officially under criminal investigation. Let's go to our senior justice correspondent, Evan Perez, with this. This is obviously huge news. That's right, Brooke. I mean, look, it was obvious the fact that the FBI raided his home, his hotel room and his office, that there was something big happening here. But now for the first time we see, in the words of a prosecutor from the Southern District of New York, that Michael Cohen is under criminal investigation. And it says here that he is under criminal, uh, he's under investigation for criminal conduct that largely centers on his personal business dealings. Again, uh, we don't know what all has been seized. There's a lot of information here that has been redacted by the government. But it does say that uh, one of the things that they're, they're looking at is uh, that the fact that he had very few clients. Uh, and so this question of whether or not this, uh, the information that was, that was taken from, uh, from uh, his hotel room, from his offices, the records, his electronics, whether or not that is protected by attorney-client privilege, uh, they say it's really not that relevant because, again, he has very few clients, doesn't bill anybody. And so all of this has to do with his, or largely has to do with his personal business dealings for which he is under investigation. Uh, the, uh, the, the, the court documents also say that this did uh, come partly as a referral from Special Counsel Robert Mueller, but it also says that this is an investigation being done by the, uh, the U.S. Attorney in Manhattan and is proceeding independently of the Special Counsel, again, under, uh, underscoring the fact that this is now two separate investigations that we have going that have uh, an impact on uh, President Trump, which is why you see President Trump's uh, own attorney showing up in, in court, as uh, Shimon uh, has, been, has been describing from the, mm -hmm. the federal courthouse down there. Uh, I'll also uh, add this uh, from the, the court documents. There's, again, uh, some of it that has been redacted, and we can't really tell what has been seized uh, in, this, in these series of raids that were carried out. But they do say that uh, this, uh, they were, there was some concern that some of these records could have been deleted. It doesn't say ex ex specifically what records, but it does mention that some of the electronics, uh, as Gloria Borger and some of our, my other colleagues have been reporting, uh, the FBI did is believed to have seized some of recordings that Michael Cohen may have made uh, over the last uh, couple of years. And so there was some concern, at least according to the, uh, the federal prosecutors here, that if they didn't do this raid, they would have uh, some of these records might have been lost, might have been deleted in Got the it. course of time. So, again, we're going through these documents, uh, Brooke, but the big headline here, obviously, underscoring that this is a, uh, you know, he's a target of a criminal investigation for his personal business dealings. So not a bunch of <laughs> people who are just being attacked by the... The corrupt FBI, right? Yeah, the, the Newt Gingrich, the law and order kind of guy who's painting a picture of the FBI and the Justice Department as jackbooted fucking thugs or something. Who also tweeted about James Comey when he got his position uh, yeah. and said that he is a great person, couldn't be a better choice, blah, 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 and has made a complete turnaround on that issue. Yeah. But because of what's happening with Michael Cohen, there has been um, far more scrutiny on him and his business dealings. And there's been a lot of news about payments 
that he helped negotiate um, in addition to the Stephanie Clifford Stormy Daniels payment. Yeah. Um, he helped pay $1.6 million to a former Playboy model who said she was impregnated by a top Republican fundraiser. Uh, Elliot Brody is his name. And he has admitted to this. This isn't even alleged. He yeah. He's admitted this. Yeah, his quote is, I acknowledge um, I had a consensual relationship with a Playboy playmate. At the end of our relationship, this woman shared with me that she was pregnant. She alone decided she did not want to continue with the pregnancy, and I offered to help her financially during this difficult period. I'm just... I'm looking. I'm looking at his picture on your on your monitor as you read, mm-hmm. and uh, two things that never go out of style, Brittany: Kay. big dicks and hundred dollar bills. <laughs> that guy. Which one do you? Yeah, he for sure has hundred dollar bills. Okay. <laughs> uh, because you don't get to be the the finance chair of of the the Republican National of any political party unless you have cash right. and connections. Right. And the, he clearly does. Mm-hmm. It, it is didn't didn't I don't know if you read when you were reading that or when mm-hmm. you were talking d- didn't uh, Cohen also use the same shell company that he used in Delaware with 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 Stephanie Clifford not for this situation with this Playboy playmate oh, and with another one with Donald Trump Jr. Mm, that's right. And Aubrey O'Day. <laughs> Aubrey O'Day. Right. So this is, I believe, from today. Yeah. April 15th from the Wall Street Journal. Um, they're reporting. They are saying that uh, Cohen also initi- <laughs> <laughs> initiated a payment for Aubrey O'Day. Wow. This family. Mm-hmm. Family values party, everybody. Yeah. Good, good times. Mm-hmm. Good Good time. So Comey's book was released, or it's not released, not out yet, but they released some quotes and snippets, uh, or they give, I think, a copy, an advanced copy to a couple of media outlets that, who were releasing certain m- moments from the book or you know, excerpts from the book. And it, Donald Trump just, uh, as you would expect, lost his goddamn mind, flew off the deep end. He's cracking up like a like a maniac. He. What, what are some of the things he... Well, before we do that, I want to go back to what we were talking about, um, because I don't know that he initiated a payment. He he the situation with Aubrey O'Day is that he killed a story in U.S. Weekly. That's right. In 2013. And so I how that how that happened. I'm sure it involved some sort of payment and buying the story like it has with all of these other situations. Yeah, and yeah. we also didn't talk about the uh, doorman that was paid as well well like i Um, said it's hard to it's hard to keep your fingers on all the different points because so much shit is happening anyway the doorman yeah that's a great one right right i mean we don't have to go into it because he was paid like 30 grand to keep his mouth shut about an alleged affair between donald trump and his housekeeper that resulted in another donald trump uh spawn Right. But Ronan Farrow, who broke this story in The New Yorker, is not reporting the name of that family. Right. Um, And they are denying that this is the case. So did Stormy Daniels because she was under a legal agreement to keep her mouth shut and say, no, it didn't happen. Right. So, yeah, I I mean, I don't know either way. They could be. It could be bullshit. But the point is, there's a pattern of. 
them needing to keep someone quiet yes because they have information that they could go to with the uh, go to the press and expose a side of donald trump that they don't want out there yeah um even though no one would be surprised by any of this and (laughs) (laughs) um this is a pattern though over several people now yeah several situations so I think we're going to be hearing more Tippy about top this. Shape. <laughs> more from Ronan Farrow. More from Wall Street Journal. By the way, Ronan Farrow, who broke the Harvey Weinstein thing. Right. He's legit. Absolutely. He that that guy. He almost called him a kid. That guy does his due diligence. Yeah. He uh he he's he's the real deal. One hundred percent. Okay. So now we can go on to James Comey. I'm sorry. So Donald Trump. <laughs> all of this hit the news, and the, it was all. I have never heard golden showers said by any human being as much as i was hearing it on cnn that day right and up this is what's interesting about this is up to this point cnn has been has said nary a word yeah. about the the details mm-hmm. in the dossier. steel dossier yeah they've wanted to avoid they just it. said sorted details that's it yeah they didn't talk about hookers like sean hannity won't shut his mouth about they didn't talk <laughs> about pissing on the bed the, they didn't talk about no any P-tape of that. Talk. No details yeah. at all. Yeah. Until James Comey. Now that it's out in the public domain. Yeah. Said that Donald Trump asked him to. Multiple times. Do a little uh, poking around because Melania was upset. <laughs> no pun intended on poking around. Yeah. Um, because. You know, Donald Trump likes to poke around. Yeah. He said even if there without was. Without a condom. Even if there was a 1% <laughs> chance that Melania believed it. It was upsetting to him. And then Comey's response on uh, the the Stepanopoulos interview was, I'm going to paraphrase, was like, oh, Lordy, if 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 my wife said at 1% that she believed it. Uh, what kind of man am I? Yeah. What kind of marriage is this? <laughs> but Donald Trump, you know. Yeah, I'll help you out. No. Okay, no so when all this started happening, Donald Trump started tweeting. And there's a full... <laughs> war being waged in the media between James Comey and Donald Trump. So Donald Trump tweeted, James Comey, a proven leaker and liar, virtually everyone in Washington thought he should be fired for the terrible job he did until he was, in fact, fired. He leaked classified information for which he should be prosecuted. He lied to Congress under oath. He is a weak and untruthful slime ball who who was, as time has proven, a terrible director of the FBI. His his handling of the crooked Hillary Clinton case and the events surrounding it will go down as one of the worst botch jobs, in quotes, of history. I wish I could. I wish he was on mic saying botch job. It was a great honor to fire James Comey. It was a great honor. To fire James Comey. That was the great honor. Republican, Republican James Comey. Republican James Comey. It's important. Do not forget. (laughs) Yeah, he's not like liberal. He's probably a pull yourself up by your bootstraps guy. Yeah. (laughs) He's no enemy to the Republican Party. Right. Oh, here's another one. DOJ just issued the McCabe report, which is a total disaster. He lied, lied, lied. Oh, my God. McCabe. All capital letters. Lied, exclamation point. Lied, exclamation point. Lied, exclamation point. McCabe was totally controlled by Comey. McCabe is Comey. 
No collusion. All made up by this den of thieves and lowlifes. Keep in mind there what he's saying is the FBI and the Department of Justice in the United States. His FBI ran by a man he appointed to his position. And his DOJ run by Jeff Sessions, his white nationalist attorney general, that they operate a den of thieves and liars. What in the fuck is happening in America right now? Okay, so these tweets are from today because he's still on this issue. Unbelievably, James Comey states that polls where crooked Hillary was leading were a factor in the handling, stupidly, of the Clinton email probe. <laughs> what, a, what a beautifully constructed sentence that was. Wow. Um, in other words, he was making decisions based on the fact that he thought she was going to win and he wanted a job. Slimeball. The big questions in Comey's badly reviewed book aren't answered, like how come he gave up classified information, parenthetically jail? (laughs) Why did he lie to Congress? Jail. Why did the DNC refuse to give server to the FBI? Why didn't they take it? Why the phony memos? McCabe $700,000 and more? And more question mark. (laughs) Seriously, we we have... A, a marginally literate child as president of the United States. This one is amazing. I never asked Comey for capital personal capital loyalty. <laughs> He's those, cap- Why is he capitalizing? Those clearly those need to be capitalized. I hardly on. even knew this guy. Just another of his many lies. His quote unquote memos are self-serving and fake. So uh, Republicans <laughs> took to took to the airwaves to try to denigrate um, James Comey. LionComey.org or .com is a website now run by the RNC, run by the Republican National Committee. Lion Comey. And a, a Romney spawn, uh, the, 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 chair, the chairwoman of the RNC, mm-hmm. uh, Ronna McDaniel Romney, Ron, Ron, Ronna Romney McDaniel is her name. She was on with Jake Tapper. And just listen to... There's no fear of, of being looked at as a fucking hypocrite anymore. Yeah. <laughs> they, they just... They smile big and... And... and just listen to this. This woman is an asshole. I, goddamn. And we're back with our politics lead, President Trump, attacking James Comey in his new book, calling the ex-FBI director a, quote, proven leaker and liar and untruthful slimeball and saying it was his, quote, great honor to fire James Comey. The Republican National Committee is also waging an anti-Comey campaign, branding him as an opportunistic individual, someone that Democrats railed against, which is true. Joining me now is the chair of the Republican National Committee, Ronna McDaniel. Thank you so much for joining us, Ronna. Good to see you. Good to see you. Thanks for having me, Jake. So, some breaking news. Minutes ago, you accepted the resignation of Elliot Broidy, the deputy finance chair of the RNC, after the Wall Street Journal broke the news that a different deputy finance director of the RNC, Michael Cohen, also President Trump's personal lawyer, negotiated a $1.6 million payout to a Playboy model that Broidy impregnated while married. Cohen, we learned from the Justice Department this afternoon, is also under criminal investigation. This on top of the fact that your former finance chair, Steve Wynn, is being accused this year of sexual harassment and assault. And I guess my first question for you is, what the heck is going on at the RNC? 
Well, uh, obviously, these developments are new to me. I had not heard of any of this. Elliot and I spoke earlier today. He tendered his resignation. He doesn't want to be a distraction to uh, helping us select Republicans and keeping the president's agenda moving forward. And at the RNC, we've raised double the money of the DNC. We have the best ground game we've ever put in place. Uh, we are prepared for these midterms, and that's what I'm laser-focused on, is keeping these majorities so we can continue to work on behalf of the American people. Is Michael Cohen still a deputy? chair of the finance committee there, given the fact that he's under criminal investigation? Yeah, I'm going to take a look. I haven't had a chance to do my due diligence as this news has been breaking. I've been hearing it mostly from the news. Uh, I, I want to have a chance to look at it, talk to Michael. Obviously, he hasn't been charged with anything. Due process is a cornerstone of our judicial system. Uh, but give me that time to look at the charges or, or the investigation and have a chance to talk to Michael. So you're here today to talk about the website going after James Comey, questioning his ethics and integrity. And I have to just ask, can you understand somebody watching right now might look at anyone from the RNC today, given Broidy and Cohen and Wynn, and say, on what grounds can the RNC question anyone else's integrity? Well, the Republican Party, the elected leaders of the Republican Party, is the party that passed a massive tax cut that's helped the middle class in this country, that has increased wages across this country. <laughs> Two-thirds of Americans have bigger paychecks, three million jobs. ISIS is on the run. That's why you talk about the Republican Party. What is the policy that we're putting in place for the American people? When I go to grocery stores and when I talk to people about this, uh, about this party in this country, they're worried about what are Republicans putting in place that's going to make my life better. And so far, our record is pretty darn good. So that's the Republican Party. That's the President Trump, and that's Republicans on the House and Senate, but I'm specifically asking about the, co the committee that you chair, the RNC, that has a website up now called LionComey.com, attacking a former director of the FBI, assailing his character, and, you know, the, you just had to, you just accepted the resignation of a deputy finance chair uh, because a different deputy finance chair negotiated a deal with a woman, a Playboy model, not his wife, that he had impregnated. You got the Steve Wynn situation, and my question is, the RNC is questioning the integrity of, of James Comey. Whatever issues there are with James Comey, what is the deal with Broidy and Cohen and Wynn? And, and how does that give you any moral ground to, to question anyone's integrity? Well, James Comey discredited himself. And this isn't the RNC making up things about James Comey. James Comey has done that all on his own with uh, his testimony before Congress where he said he didn't leak and then he did reveal that he gave his memos to a friend to give to a reporter. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> I just love that answer. He says, well, yeah, you guys got all kinds of problems right now in this party. How can you, you, can you try to hold yourself as some kind of a, a bastion of moral authority? And she says, yeah, you know, well, we're corrupt, but yeah, we, you know, we gave you a tax cut. We've created a trillion and a half dollars in deficits that'll add to the debt. Yeah, we're corrupt, but we're also financially irresponsible and stupid. Well, I love that she's quick to point out all of these inconsistencies and some would call them lies from yeah. James Comey, right? Yeah. Um, but is she concerned with Donald Trump lying? Is she concerned with the inconsistencies in Donald Trump's statements yeah. and she's, behavior? She's is, concerned about... Uh, Michael Cohen's due process, but not about not about Comey. It, it's just it, it's <laughs> maddening, and you could hear the frustration in Jake Tapper's yeah, voice sure. because, well, how can you not be frustrated? Yeah, when it's just so blatant this hypocrisy. Well, the frustration rolled on through the day because every single pundit that they brought on to talk about either one of these issues, the Comey thing or the Cohen thing, 
it, it, it just listen to Don Lemon. This is the end of an 11 minute segment. The last few minutes of, of an 11 minute segment. And he ends up, this is Jason Miller, the former communications uh, uh, guru for the Trump campaign. Jason Miller. Um, somebody needs to put an APB no. out on his fucking neck because oh. he does not have a neck. It just goes straight from shoulders to uh, goatee. You know what I mean? I'm not shitting on him. I'm just pointing out an obvious fact that he's necklace. Zero neck on that guy. Anyway, he was frustrating the shit out of Don Lemon, and uh, it also was very obvious. Wait, 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 wait. No, this whole thing is that the campaign supposedly uh, coordinated with a foreign entity, that there's some kind of uh, foreign influence that went and swung this election. And so far, there's been nothing to that. And we've seen a lot of evidence. They didn't say anything about no, the influence swinging the election. But you are submitting to the alternative no universe there's of information. Been no, but Jason, there's been no uh, evidence. Brian, there's uh, been no evidence because you, no one knows what the evidence is. You can't say there's been no evidence. I can't say that there is evidence. No one knows what Robert Mueller has. So... For people to say that that there's no evidence, that's and disingenuous. Don, Don, you're innocent until proven guilty. You're not guilty until that's proven a, a, innocent. Ab, that's I mean, absolutely that, true. That's, Can we just take right, a quick exactly. check back so, to Realville uh, yeah, about ahead, what we ahead, know? Amanda. I mean, if we get the investigation, the crime was that the Russians meddled in the election. That's what the investigation... For the record, this is Amanda Carpenter, former communications director for Ted Cruz. This is a Republican lady right. setting shit straight. Is Thank about. you very much. And then there's lie after lie that Trump and his allies and people associated with the campaign have told about their contacts with Russian officials. Mm -hmm. And so the Mueller probe is getting to the bottom of that. And we'll see what happens. And, you know, every time you look at another Trump connection, a Russian falls out. And that's not <laughs> Mueller's fault. Perhaps it's Donald Trump's fault because they haven't been honest from the beginning. Like but there's this we'll huge, see but, where uh, that Amanda, goes. But, but don't you, hold on, hold on. But don't you think there, that, there, but Jason, hold on. Don't you think you're proving the point when you say uh, the Trump supporters believe that this investigation is going on, uh, you know, for longer than it should, or that is a witch hunt? That is no, that's what they're being fed. The talking that's the whole points thing. are working. The talking yeah. points from yeah. Fox and the White House. That's why they believe that, not because it's true. It's just because they say it. Totally disagree. I mean, and, and that's that couldn't be further off from my viewpoint. My viewpoint is that Trump supporters believe that from the beginning, there's been no coordination or no collusion between the Trump campaign that's what I just and said. any foreign entity. <laughs> Why do they believe on. it? Why and do they so, believe it? But that, that, they haven't heard anything out of Comey's Trump mouth. The, they heard from, they heard from Trump all, the intelligence square. agencies that they, there was interference in the election. But the entire time, Trump has been saying there is no collusion Fox News, conservative media has been saying there is no collusion. They're not, they haven't been saying we need to investigate and get to the bottom of what happened with the 2016 election right. and interference. It should take as long they as possible as it needs to take. They were saying that before there was but, even a special And let me counsel. finish my point. They were saying that well okay. before. So then why, why is conservative media and Trump supporters so... Uh, so um, adamant about getting this investigation to end that it's gone on so long. Do you know how long the Benghazi because, investigation went because on? Because our economy Two and a half our years and seven different hearings. I did not hear one conservative saying and it's not time a to bring this to an end. It's going on too long. 
And I'll tell you why, because President Trump is doing so many great things right now. The economy is roaring, doing great things on the international stage. And what all the detractors want to do, do with the is price of tea. Because Don, Don, like can we just, can no, we just it's put because, the what, because you, and we you don't want to talk about what the president's actually doing. You want to try to go in the collusionville. Amanda, go ahead. There's been three big lies that I think are going to come back to haunt Trump and already are. One is the lie about the Trump Tower meeting, the purpose and what was discussed. Yeah. Number two, the lies that Mike Flynn told about his contacts with Russians after the election. Yeah, maybe that was an abusive Logan Act pers- uh, violation, you know, that went too far. But he lied about it, and we don't know why. And then there's also the time that Donald Trump hosted Russians in the Oval Office and didn't tell anybody in which he's uh, allegedly yeah. said that he fired Comey to relieve pressure. Those are go. three big lies that hold we don't on. have. So, hold on, so now hold on. He was, Jason, now I gotta he was go. I gotta go, Jason. I can't. I can't. So he was and every night, Jason. I can't. Please <laughs> be respectful. Every when you come on and give this information and other Trump supporters and give disinformation, I spend most of my time trying to debunk falsities and lies instead of educating the American people. It's frustrating. Don, what did I say that Every was a lie? Every single night. You're talking about no collusion. You don't even know the focus, the original focus of the Russia investigation. You're feeding talking points that aren't true to the American people. Don, what I did don't I say that was incorrect? If you're going to be on this platform, respect the American people. It is a privilege to come here. Don't come on CNN and lie or deflect about what's going on. Come here and be honest with the American people. It is a privilege to come on here. It is not a right. I got to go. So they, they went to a, <laughs> That was amazing. Yeah. They went to a commercial after that. And there was another segment where um, Don Lemon had James Clapper on. And he... Former head of the CIA. Right. He took a moment to before they signed off of their interview or discussion, he said, I just want to comment on what was said between you and Jason Miller. And I want to say it's a privilege to be on here and talking with you and what, what you do here is important. And I just want to thank you yeah. for it. Yeah. Um, be, because what he said to Jason Miller is true. And it's true of any person that goes on those panels and is like the pro Trump person. They're just saying things that are factually wrong and you can do a quick Google search and get the real information. And so it is frustrating to have these people on and just constantly be countering their hypocrisy. I have to say, though, it's CNN's own fault. Mm -hmm. Don't book that motherfucker on your show if you don't want him to be a liar. If you don't want to have to sit there and debunk his bullshit, then don't book that guy on the show because you know what you're going to get with Jason Miller. One, it's lack of a neck, and two, it's lies. You know, I wonder if... (laughs) I I could crack myself up sometimes. I wonder if they are weighing two options, right? Where if they don't have him on, people are going to say... Look at CNN, this liberal yeah. cesspool that never has any Trump people on, and they're all just sitting around and uh, <laughs> having a good time. Um, and then they have. Did you have circle jerk in your mind? Yeah. Or jerking each other off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then on the other hand, yeah, what you said. They have this person on who is basically just regurgitating talking points that they were given yeah. and that's not healthy either. So 
I think they're in a difficult situation. Um, but there has to be someone that is reputable out there that can <laughs> come on and 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 well, maybe, talk. Maybe, maybe not make is. as much of a forceful defense of Donald Trump. Yeah, maybe, but maybe the situation is the deal where uh, you, there really is nobody in the middle. You're either like you see the the writing on the fucking wall, and so obvious that this shit is fucking tainted and terrible, or right. right. Or you're in the tank for Donald Trump. Yeah. Well, and you saw that where Amanda Carpenter, who you said worked on Ted Cruz's campaign, yeah, yeah. she's been on CNN for a while uh, during the the primary. And she, I think we've watched her evolution kind of where she tried to defend things that were going on. Yeah. And then it just became too much for her. Yeah. And, and she couldn't do it anymore. So... Yeah, I, I think either you are just someone who <laughs> is completely sold out and you're going to go on there and say what you need to say or you yeah. you just can't. You can't live with yourself and do that. So the other thing that that was kind of it, it, co- it preempted all of this. It ended all the talk about Cohen and Comey and the, the recordings that Ding Dong has made. Like all this terrible news that was Donald Trump all day, bad shit, was done away with when he bombed Syria. Look, we'll we'll get into this a little bit more maybe next time about the Syria thing. Um, I'm not so quick to say that it's a bad thing. I think if you are sold out that is the only option i think that is just as ridiculous as thinking that being sold out that no way was it justified it's too complex an issue to to just wrap it up in a tight little neat tidy bow of being one way or the other it's it's too nuanced a fucking problem over there um to demonize the other side but I think we can all say very succinctly that why did Donald Trump almost three days prior to the missiles being launched tweeted and told Russia the missiles are coming. Get ready. They're smart or whatever the tweet that you read was. They're smart and they're new and they're coming at you. The guy who's who's made his name as the most militaristic person ever talking about how I'm not going to let the enemy know. Yeah, never. I'm never going to do that. Right. I'm not going to be like Obama. Yeah. And not only does he let the enemy know, he lets Russia know. And Reuters and the AP have independently reported that it was at Russia's behest of moving Trump, uh, troops out of harm's way. How the fuck did they know where harm's way would be? This story needs to be reported. We'll talk about the Syria thing, but God damn it. When you're, when you're clearly using the United States military and its higher level flag ranks, Mattis is no longer active duty, but Dunford, chairman of the Joint Chiefs, these, these, you know, these are military types who have a a constitutional duty to follow the lead of the commander-in-chief. And if it's not a clear unlawful order, because a case can be made for for military retaliation, 
against a chemical weapons use against children and women and innocent men. It, it can't, the, the case can be made. It just can. So if the argument can be made, it's not an unlawful order and they have, they have to follow it. Donald Trump is the commander in chief. But to use them in this way, it, it, it's beyond the pale. Fucking disrespectful for the most militaristic person ever. It's disgusting. It's the asshole of today. A teacher at Stoneman Douglas High School. A Stoneman Douglas High School teacher. Sean Simpson. Sean Simpson. He's a chemistry teacher. Mm. Mm-hmm. He's also a gun owner. Yeah, so he said he'd be willing to arm himself at school to protect students. Okay. You know, he's one of those gun adept mm-hmm. individuals that Donald Trump ran his mouth about. Right. But apparently he has been accused of leaving his loaded handgun in a public restroom mm. where it was then picked up and fired by a drunk homeless man. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of guy. That's the kind of good guy with a gun that we need. To dispatch yeah. bad guys with guns. So he told deputies that he left his gun on accident. Okay. Um, I didn't do it on purpose, everybody. And by the time he realized that he had left his gun, he uh, the homeless man had already found it and fired at a wall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said he was able to grab the gun from the homeless man, uh, who was later charged with firing a weapon while intoxicated. Just... Come on, man. So he was arrested, the teacher, Sean Simpson, for failing to safely store a firearm. Mm -hmm. Come on. Yeah. But no disciplinary action from the school. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Because it's on his personal time or what? Um... I, I'm not sure. Wow. Yeah. Well, that guy is the asshole of today. That might change, be, given the reaction that you just had. <laughs> uh, typically with uh, reactions from the public yeah. and the ability to express outrage and have people hear it, that will that might change their mind. Pretty, pretty weird. Not shocking. Mm-hmm. Again, it's like Tommy Lawrence sticking a pistol down the front of her goddamn yoga pants. Mm-hmm. These idiots who think that they're fucking Rambo and watch too many movies and don't know how to safely handle a weapon, an implement of death and destruction. You don't stick it down to shoot your snooch off. <laughs> like that, that the girl, the, the college graduate from Chattanooga. Yeah, who, who's now a Twitter celebrity. Who did the same goddamn thing. She stuck the gun down the front of her pants. Mm-hmm. What are they doing? They feel really comfortable and at ease and close to Until their Until it goes off and gravely injures them or kills or injures someone else. Well, what's interesting about this is he's a teacher at a school where a terrible tragedy happened. Yeah. Pretty recently. I mean, it's still... Valentine's Day. Yeah. So you'd think that he would... One month ago. Yeah, because it's so recent. Two months ago. Because it's so recent, you'd think that he would, I don't know, be more careful about this, be more thoughtful in his behavior, and 
I, I think this is part of the problem, though, with guns is people get too comfortable yeah, with them. Yeah, very cavalier. Yeah, and they kind of forget, oh, this is something that kills people. This is something that's used to kill people. Uh, listen, you you have an obligation as an automobile operator to be mindful and, and safe with it. That's why it enrages me when I see people on their fucking phones. Oh, yeah. But you more so have an obligation for safety and and soberness, and I mean that in the general sense, not as far as substances, mm-hmm. to, to deal with it serious-minded because it will kill you and someone else. It's designed to fucking kill. Mm-hmm. It's not designed to drive down to the grocery store to get groceries. Right. A conveyance. A weapon is designed to end the life of, of, of an animal or, or a human being. Well, and how many of these stories are going to come out with these teachers accidentally shooting the gun in the classroom, accidentally doing whatever with the gun before we understand that gun yeah. owners are flawed people too. And just because you own a gun does not mean that you understand how to properly store it, how yeah. to properly handle it, um, how to behave like a responsible gun owner yeah um and i mean come on this teacher's leaving it in the bathroom well first of all let, let's let's i mean i'm not gonna belabor this we're gonna end the show here but it, well, he probably put it in his pants yeah yeah <laughs> right well, that's what i'm trying to break down here it's the same thing as like the slavery art let's 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 get down to a real world situation and think about what like what did he leave it when he washed his hands and why was it was it on a holster? Did he sit it on the toilet paper dispenser while he was taking a dump? And then, <laughs> what happened? You don't forget. It's not like leaving your cell phone there. Mm-hmm. It's a goddamn gun, you moron. Yeah. Not you. Sean Simpson. I know. <laughs> I mean, thank you for the clarification, but I All right. I was aware that time. I'm assholed out. <laughs> I'm assholed out. I'm, this show take, took a lot out of me, everybody. Well, we did. Don't the, even remember the fucking phone number. Well, what we, is wrong with we me? We did the bonus episode as well, and we're excited for you guys to hear and see that. So uh, that will probably be out Monday the 16th. Yes. So we're going to end it there. If you would like to sound off, communicate with the show, we would love to hear from you. 657-464-7609. Of course, always Email a voice memo from one of your smartphones that you didn't leave in a bathroom to idoubtit at dollamore.com. We would love to see your reviews and ratings on iTunes. That always buoys our spirits. No profanity. When we see those. No profanity because iTunes run by Mormons. No good. We love you. We appreciate you. Thank you for your support on on, on buying things on Amazon. dollamore.com slash Amazon. For your loyal monthly support on Patreon, we stand by our claim that we have the best audience in podcasting. We love you. We appreciate you. And we will see you next time. For Brittany Page, I am Jesse Dollimore, and this has been I Doubt. I'm not shitting on him. I'm just pointing out an obvious fact that he's necklace.